2: All
1: right, here we go on a Monday podcast. Today was electric. What a show. Fantastic. And it started at 545 with the warm-up, which you'll hear in just a couple of minutes. So wait patiently. Al, how are you? Oh,
2: hi, Jerry. Yeah, a big sports weekend in New York. These stories that follow are not (laughs) sports-related. I'll be straight up. I like to be honest with the audience, Jerry. I'll be straight up honest with you. None of these have anything to do with sports. Some of them do have to do with the state of Florida. They always have something well, to do with Florida. Well, often, often.
1: What percentage of podcasts would okay. you say That's fair. has had a story that emanates from Florida? Ooh. 50%? I'm 25? Gonna, I'm going to say
2: tw- between 25
1: and 33%. I'm going to say
2: 40%.
1: Wow, you say more than 30. Yeah. 40%. That's a lot of stories.
2: Uh, so a Jacksonville, Florida gas station owner has put up a sign on on the in-store microwave. You know some of these convenience stores, Jerry, they sell microwavable meals.
1: Yeah, I get the sense that you're a big go in the convenience store at the gas station and get a microwavable yeah. burrito. Uh, yeah, I try. <laughs> before you go down to Spring Lake on Friday.
2: <laughs> I do like to get a lot of my meals. Excuse
1: me, sir, is this 90 seconds or 60 seconds? Yeah. How do I get the beans to the proper temperature? Yeah. So I guess these convenience
2: stores... <laughs> I don't know myself, but evidently they have microwaves in them. They in do. case you want to purchase a microwavable meal. I once
1: got a microwavable cheeseburger at 7 Eleven. Really? I
2: did. How'd that go? Terribly. Terribly, right? This is probably
1: like 10, 15 years ago. Did
2: you ever get the food that's in the front? like- uh, I have not. On the rollers? No, and the... I'll tell you why. I yeah. feel
1: like too many people's hands are in them.
2: Really? No, so... even the, uh, the ones that, that they have to get for you in the back?
1: Oh, I don't know about that. I'm talking about the ones specifically where you open it up and you, yeah, I can't get that. Yeah, I don't like
2: that about do. about uh, donuts and rolls in supermarkets. Sure, same thing. Yeah, wide open to them. I know how people are. They touch everything. No, no,
1: I'm not going to put that. Put that one back. We yeah. try this one. Not don't want that yeah. one. Yep. And you can't, unlike fruit, you can't wash it
2: with water. Right. Right. You can't wash your donut or your <laughs> no your uh, poppy seed roll. <laughs> With water,
1: It's not going to go well. Yeah,
2: that's tough. <laughs> it's disgusting. That's a tough move. Well, this uh, convenience store in Jacksonville, Florida, Jerry, they had to put a sign on the microwave. Okay, why is that? That says, quote, only for food use, do not warm urine. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> only for food use, do not warm that? urine.
1: Why would you be doing
2: that? Owner of the uh, convenience store... Parul Patel said she's become, quote, sick and tired of people walking into her BP gas station and her on-the-fly convenience store. They're bringing in your, you know, these are people that have to pass drug tests for their jobs. Yeah. And they have drugs in their system, so they get somebody else to pee in a cup oh, for them, and then they're, they've are they been warming them up in this woman's microwave. So they're the proper body temperature? So the proper body temperature.
1: Because I always wonder, many times, and I've, dr- I've driven to Florida, we're on highways all the yeah. time. I always wonder how these truck drivers do it, because I do believe if I was a truck driver, I would have to be on some sort of a substance to stay awake. Yeah. I don't know how you do that job without some help.
2: I do not either.
1: And you can't tell me that eight hours sleep is going to be enough to have, to allow you to drive for thirteen hours every right. day. Right, I mean you're just sitting there in a comatose state. It's hard. It's one of the. T- it sounds funny because you're just sitting down, but it's got to be one of the toughest jobs you can have for your body.
2: I bet they listen to a lot of podcasts. Maybe this one. This one would take them a full uh, 30 minutes to get through when you combine the two uh, podcasts.
1: Right, which means they could go from Newark Airport to Madelon. That's right, it.
2: Tops, with no yeah. traffic. That's not
1: really doing them not much great. good. great. Well, no. we apologize. We Should need to do longer. a 13-hour podcast.
2: That would be... Imagine, like... I know, like, SiriusXM has a trucker's channel. They do. Yeah, where truckers can call in with yeah. stuff. I'd like to host the trucker's show. I would do that. Why not? What are you hauling? That'd be my every question. <laughs> Every time, every caller, Al, I talk to you every day. You know what I'm hauling. Let's at this go point. to Bill, who's uh, right now uh, Route 70 in Indianapolis. What are you hauling? Uh, I would be do. like prime packages, I guess, like everybody else.
1: <laughs> All right. So, the next podcast we're going to do is going to be the Truckers Podcast.
2: Truckers Podcast, thirteen hours long. I like it. So, please, if you're going to use, uh, please don't warm your urine up in uh, Perul Patel's on-the-fly convenience store at the BP gas station in Jacksonville. That would be wrong. She says there's just random people walking in, and it's happening every day. Right. People walking off the street, microwave their urine, and leave. Okay. (laughs) Okay. It's terrible. Do you think the sign would make somebody who was, like the type of person that's going to warm up urine in a microwave, a sign's not going to deter them? No, they're still going to do it. Oh, I was going to warm my urine up here, but this sign says, is there a microwave that I can warm my urine up in? That's
1: kind of like when you see signs on roads yeah, about what you can and cannot haul. Yes. Okay. Right. For most normal people that aren't going to be hauling that stuff anyway, we got the deterrent. For the guy that wants to blow something up, though, I don't think the sign's really going to stop him from doing right. it. So I know exactly what you mean. It's scary. Okay.
2: Yeah, very scary, Jerry. As is this next story. Uh, you know, Winter is right around the corner. This is from Florida, too? Nope. Vermont. No, this Hawaii. is from science, Jerry. Oh. Actually, a story from the UK, believe it or not. Uh, and It's talking about something called winter penis. Now, we've done summer penis. You did. And this story references summer penis. Summer penis, to refresh your memory. Do you recall what it was, Jerry? This was a story that was done on a podcast when I was out in the summer.
1: And I did this with Bob Dwyer, I believe. Is this when the summer penis is smaller?
2: Nope, the opposite, Jerry. Uh, Summer penis, Uh, doctors confirm that hot weather causes the penis to appear larger. Okay. Winter penis, the opposite because of the cold weather. Oh, okay. Listen to this. Men can expect their penis... To shrivel by up to 50% in length and 20 to 30% in girth when the weather gets cold, the body redirects heat and energy normally available to the penis, to vital organs in the middle of your body. Thus, your body reduces blood flow to those appendages. But
1: when you are aroused, it returns to its normal size. I suppose, but
2: you better get into a warm spot. Like,
1: have you ever noticed the difference between. A January encounter and a June encounter, yeah. with the size down there. No, you haven't.
2: I've noticed uh, that uh, sometimes it retracts into the body. But that not I've seen when
1: you're having relations, right? Then it gets back to its normal erect state. Correct. That's what I'm saying
2: I've uh, <laughs> I I like to uh, trim up my area, right? And uh, if you do it in when in the summer when it's warm, it's not easy. In the winter, when it all tightens up and retracts, it's much easier to, to. So you look forward to the winter months. I do. I can manicure better. Have you ever like manicure myself? You look
1: around? You ever look? Just look at people and just think about them naked.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh me, me and my friends, we would sit around. We would be like, "That guy's got to have a giant babushka, hundred <laughs> percent." Yeah, I do think about that. I, you know, Unfortunately.
1: I mean, I, th- I think it's human nature. I think everybody thinks about everybody naked.
2: See, I always think I'm the weird one. You're not Maybe the I weird just, one. I we think that's what
1: you are. You're honest. Right. As opposed to some people that are prim and proper. Oh, I would never do that. Oh, no. Okay. I don't Except that. that you do. You just don't want to say it.
2: Jerry, how would you handle this if one of your children did it? A Holiday, Utah family, Holiday evidently is a town in Utah, is out $1,000. After They're big Utah Utes fans, and they saved up to buy season tickets. Okay. They had $1,000 in cash in an envelope. They went to retrieve it. First mistake. They went to retrieve the envelope, and it wasn't there. Who saves money on an envelope in 2018? Utah people. <laughs> they looked all around and found their $1,000 in the paper shredder. Oh, no. Their little boy often enjoys shredding old bills with the mother when they, when the bills are old and she's paid them, her and the boy have a good time and Hey, look, hey, we're going to shred these bills. Yeah, I've
1: done that with my kids too.
2: Yep. A uh, two-year-old fella. He shredded $1,000.
1: So this kid's plugging the shredder in.
2: They, well, it's plugged in. They, it, she, she said he turned it on though. Yeah.
1: Wow. So he's used to doing it. Yeah. That's a tough one because the, you know, the kid doesn't think he's doing anything wrong.
2: The Utah I, Utes uh, should give them free season tickets. I,
1: I couldn't agree with you more if you can prove that. Yeah. If you can prove it. Can't you tape the money back together?
2: I once had a, I don't know if you can, uh, uh, and then take it to a bank, perhaps. Yeah. I had one time uh, when before direct deposit was a thing when I was working at the drug fair. And uh, my dog got a hold of my check and shredded it. Okay. And my father taped it back together, and the bank took it.
1: Interesting. Yeah. See, a check, I wouldn't think so. Sh-
2: I mean, this dog shredded the check. Really? He had it in his paws, and he was ripping piece wow. by piece.
1: How the hell did your dad put it together? Do you like puzzles?
2: Evidently, yeah.
1: That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I would have thought you would have had to have asked for another distribution check.
2: Right. But we thought we would try it. My father said, take it up to the bank. They should still take it. Wow. And they took it. Huh. So everything ex- with
1: the cash, the bank is hey, government here. We have the money. Right. Just give us a re- re- replacement.
2: Who would you go to? Hey, government! You just said.
1: Well, I go to the FDIC.
2: Uh, hello, FDIC. My son shredded our thousand dollars for Utah Utes tickets. I don't know. What do we do? I'm not sure.
1: If you're a good customer, though. I think the bank would help you. I
2: would say so. Maybe not. Especially if you brought in all the money, like Maybe you they'd
1: said. Kick your ass out.
2: I did always worry about that with a shredder, thinking that. If thieves really wanted my info, couldn't they just take my shredded stuff and tape it back together? Uh yes. They could. Yeah.
1: It's a lot of like shredding. What are a we lot even of, doing with shredders? A lot of paper and paper that's shredded though. You ever see the places who like your personal information?
2: Like staples and stuff, they have the the things that you could put in a in a locked bin for shredding? No. You don't actually shred it yourself. You take it to Staples. It's like these containers that you sl- you could slide paper in. You can't get paper out of it though. And then there's a company that comes and takes it and shreds it. Oh yeah. But there's that time period where you hand off the paper. Right. Not shredded. And they come pick it up and take it to anybody can see it. Who knows what's going on. You're right. I would look if I I'm worked. Sure you would. If I worked for the shredding company.
1: Yeah. You'd know a lot. Well, it's kinda like my wife's phone broke. There's the screen. Yeah. And we brought it to one of these places to be fixed. Yes. And we walked out the store and she looked at me, and she goes that guy can look at everything on my phone right now. I'm like, yeah, you yep. gave him the password and everything to get in. Sure. He's going to fix your phone. It's up for grabs. And a it, lot of uh, people have nudes on their
2: phones. Yeah. Not
1: your wife. She actually does not. Um, but it's still like her personal information. Yeah. Like the phones become like your life in a yes. way. And she do, she's not comfortable with that. But as I said to her, I'm like He's sitting out in the open with two people right there.
2: Imagine the guys working at all these places that fix phones. The amount of nudes they must have. I would
1: think a lot. Yeah, I would think a lot.
2: They must immediately go as soon as they get a phone, and the woman walks out or the guy walks out. They always go, "Let's look for nudes."
1: Yeah, it's very possible. And then what do they do? They screenshot them and send them to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they could just download it. I guess their I computers
2: probably just have all nudes in they them.
1: They might. You're very. You're might be very right. Yeah, you'd do that.
2: I, when I was a kid, I would have done that. Not yes. now? No, not as a 49-year-old adult. But when like, my friend Paul and I were working at the drug fair, if we were fixing people's phones, 100%
1: Now, we when would've. you were a drug fair, did you develop film?
2: No, it, it got sent out to a company. Oh, okay. But we would get the pictures in.
1: And would you look at them?
2: I don't remember.
1: Hmm. I'm sure there were some nudes in there, too. <laughs> That's Ooh, old school nudes. <laughs> yes. Right? Might not have been as attractive.
2: Yeah. You know, I don't know if we did that. I Yeah. We, we used to, someone would come pick up all the 35 millimeter film and then they'd drop it off in these big things so that we'd have to put them in uh, alphabetical order. Right. For, so when the people came, you could easily find their photos. I didn't
1: know if Paul worked at the drugstore with you. That's where I
2: met Paul at wow. drug fair.
1: I did not know that. One
2: of the other things we did, we both worked in the pharmacy. And uh, so <laughs> you would come in and you'd say uh, prescription for RECO and I'd go get your prescription. Now, you never knew what was in the prescriptions. I mean, there was something on the label, but right. if it was a flat thing, birth control pills come in a flat packet. They were the only things that came in a flat at that packet time. at that time. So we would look and be like, this girl's on birth control pills. I'm, and you, I'm you were bullying. judging her. <laughs> 100%. Oh, she's having sex.
1: Right. Near you, or you were 27 and you weren't yet. <laughs> I
2: was not 27 <laughs> working so- in the drug fair. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was 16, 17, 18. No, that's okay. That's but yeah, funny. oh and we'd be like um we you knew as soon as you grabbed the package it wasn't a pill bottle, it was a flat birth control pills.
1: That's fu- a lot of a lot of women birth control pills. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But like I used to rem- I, I remember in school when we learned about birth control pills, that they would tell you that some women with acne would get birth control pills to prevent acne. Really? Yeah. Is that true? I thought that was just an excuse. Kind of like how the Cialis commercial goes. Cialis uh, for, uh, and it's for, it tells you to let you don't have to pee as much at night. That's what I would say. If I was taking Cialis, I'd be like, oh, I'm not on that because I pee too much at night. I'm tired
1: of getting <laughs> up three times a night. Yeah. That is funny. It's a great reason to take it. Oh,
2: and it gives me boners also.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's 15 minutes in. Okay. Make sure I give that one to Eddie. Good Lord. <laughs> There was a there was one of these new drugs that was on the. Uh, I don't I mean it's not funny, oh. but it was one of these new drugs. I think it was a cancer drug. Yeah. Um, during the football games, and I know it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month and everything. It was like towards the end, it was like side effects could be sudden oh my death. Oh. I'm like, oh my god, like, and I understand that. That there's the risk. I get it. But man, when you hear that in a commercial, yes. like take this, you're going to live better. You're going to live longer, blah, 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 blah. Possible side effects, sudden death. Oh, okay.
2: There's a brand new one that they're running for a, a diabetes one as well. Some has, horrendous yeah, I horrendous mean, side effects. that. But I guess they have to legally put every possible they, side
1: effect. They do, but it just, I mean, it really freaks you out. Yeah. It really
2: does. It freaks you out. I don't want a sudden death. Uh, No. No, I want to make it to 100. Jerry, volunteers are needed in New York City. For? The Squirrel Census. I don't know what that means. The Squirrel Census, which has conducted eastern gray squirrel counts since 2012, is looking for volunteer squirrel spotters to help map them in Manhattan. What What does this pay it runs through Octo- uh, volunteers, Jerry. It's well, to, if you want to volunteer, go to a soup kitchen. We're not counting squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? October 6th through the 20th.
1: Like, What's the sales pitch for that?
2: They're looking to count them in Central Park. I heard you. Well, <laughs> if you had to recruit people to volunteer their
1: time yeah. to count squirrels, Yes. how are you presenting that to somebody?
2: Do you love animals? Do it's you- a rodent. Do you love time in the park? I give you the park one, all right. How are you gonna tell them apart? Did I count? I, was, I did I count know. that one already? <laughs> count them again, I guess. I don't know. give it a name.
1: Sammy, Sammy. I don't know. Hmm. What a st- and someone somewhere is getting paid for that.
2: Yeah, How not ridiculous. you as the squirrel counter, but the person in charge for oh, sure. Oh
1: God, what a stupid story that is.
2: I would think you'd have to have great eyesight. Number one, because you've got to be able to see and no job, <laughs> with no life, with oh, also, nothing to do. Also, a lot of free time, right? Oh my god! And be in New York City.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, right. And you got to be in New York City because that's convenient.
2: Oh good lord! Yeah, the squirrel census, Jerry. I don't know <laughs> what we're gonna do with this information. Nothing. We're not gonna do anything with it. Oh stupid! Hmm. Hmm. Murr. Murr. Squirrel <laughs> census. Let's see if I have one more. That sounds like a cartoon. The squirrel census? Yes. Uh, Did you see the story of the uh, New Jersey postal worker, Jerry? I have not seen a story about a New Jersey postal worker. In Pensauken, New Jersey. Okay. He decided to quit and left bales and bales of mail on the side of the road. (laughs) On River Road. Several boxes of mail was left on the side of a road. On Sunday, a Facebook user spotted the abandoned mail and posted saying, quote, if you're looking for your mail, it may be on a river road. <laughs> uh, a special agent with the U.S. Postal Office of Inspector General said the mail was out for delivery, um, but the postal w- worker responsible quit. Wow. That's going out with a bang. Yeah. So if you're missing some mail and you're in the... <laughs> Penn Sauk, Penn Sauk in New Jersey, which I think is down near Philadelphia.
1: That was when I used to work with Eddie Erickson, who yeah. now works for Chris Russo on Sirius. Yes. producer. And he was a pretty overnight producer uh, at the station when I was doing Overnight Updates, so I hung out with Eddie a lot. And uh, he used to say, I'm getting close to wanting to leave. He's like, I can't do these hours. He goes, but if I do, do I just say I've had enough and give my two weeks, or do I... <laughs> Do I lock Tony in the bathroom <laughs> and just ask you to leave so I can lock you out and just turn the mic on <laughs> and just see how long it takes for someone to report me and just have, right. have you, at it for two or three hours on the air? Right. Do you go out in a blaze of glory? <laughs> yes. And do the Eddie Erickson show before the IMA crew comes in.
2: Right. How long could you go before? Right.
1: He figured he could go about 20 to 30 minutes before Chernoff would notice. Because it was the middle of the night, and he kind right. of felt Mark was sleeping until, like, 3 before he would get up to run. <laughs> but he had it all planned out. Yeah. Never did it. That would have been a blaze of glory. That would
2: have been a blaze of glory, but probably would have hampered him getting his job at Sirius. I know, but it would
1: have been legendary.
2: Would have been legendary. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Also legendary, the warm-up program, I Which remember. Which today went really fast. I remember from this morning was very legendary. It is next. See you.
1: The Warm-Up Show with Alan Jerry, brought to you by Newcastle Building Products, the only streak-free roof from Garden 3M. Use it on your roof already. Hey, good Monday morning to you. What do you say after a football Sunday where it's a jet town again, the Giants are terrible, and the Yankees are 1-1 with the Red Sox. Al Dukes, you were glued to your TV all weekend long. The Jet fan you are. What's up?
2: Oh, hi, Jerry. Yes, oh, so I was glued to uh, Yankees Friday and Saturday night. I was glued to uh, Jets and Giants and the Red Zone yesterday. I am locked in, Jerry. This glued. is a locked-in Monday A locked-in Monday. Locked-in Monday. How'd, how'd your parlay go? Uh, not well. <laughs> not well, Jerry. Not I lost three of the five games. Well, you won two at least. I won two, but that doesn't count. That does not count. Two for five kind of stinks. And the Yankee season, uh, I'm sorry, the Giants season is over before the Yankee season. It's actually not over. It's Sadly, over.
1: it's not. Because the division stinks.
2: Yeah, but I mean, meaning it's over and that they're not—they're not a good team. They're not going to do neither anything. Are
1: the Cowboys. Neither are the Eagles right now, and neither are the Redskins. It's right, a but, bad division.
2: Right, but other teams in the NFC will dominate them.
1: Oh, I agree with domination. That. Right now, the uh, NFC East champ is going to go nowhere fast.
2: There'd be seven and nine.
1: Uh, you could have a you could have a nine and seven winner. Yeah.
2: And out in the round one.
1: Yes, probably so. Watching last night's garbage. Yeah, probably so.
2: And so Odell Beckham Jr.
1: and Lil Wayne. Yeah. Well, all right. Hold on. Why was Lil Wayne on that ESPN interview? What do you mean? Why was he sitting next to him? Why was he there? What was that?
2: You know, a couple of years ago <laughs> when we did the show at Giants camp. Yes. And Odell doesn't do those interviews anymore when you we go to, to
1: Victor Cruz to be with him. Right. Yeah.
2: We like well, now when we go to Giants camp, Odell Beckham Jr. You can't even ask for him because it's a it's a no. But a couple years ago when he would do the interview, I had a very awkward conversation with him because he wouldn't sit down at the table unless someone would sit with him.
1: And he wasn't even happy that he was split from Cruz, if I remember correctly. Right.
2: Right. So then Victor Cruz agreed to sit down with him. It's like, okay, we'll interview both wide receivers. But the way the TV setup was, their microphones were on. One was sitting next to Boomer. One was sitting next to Craig. And he wouldn't come over unless he could sit right next to Victor Cruz. Right. So maybe he had a similar thing where he agreed to talk with Josina Anderson. But, but here's the problem. If Lil Wayne was there. But the problem is,
1: first of all, I still don't know why he was there. I know what you're saying. So stupid. But as Beckham is answering questions, yeah. you know, as if, is Eli Manning still the right guy or whatever the question was about, can he still get it done or whatever? Do you have a quarterback? I think that was the question. And he starts to answer. You got Lil Wayne that, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Shaking his head. Right. Shut up.
2: He was given the truth answer.
1: (laughs) I mean, come on. And why show him? Lil Wayne? Yes. Give me. You see some of these videos where they get real tight on the subject, on the guy being interviewed. Yes. Just give me the Beckham part. I don't need him sitting next to him.
2: Right. So silly. I enjoyed it. I liked having a little Wayne there. And in fact, I think it's a Giants thing because today on Mike's show, when Eli Manning's on, they're going to three way dial <laughs> 50 Cent. I don't think yes. 50 Cent that's is happening. Good. I Maybe, heard the promos. I don't think so. That'd be awesome. I don't think so. Uh, Mike, possible. can you say hello to 50 Cent, who's also on the phone here with me? Come on. I got Travis Tritt next to me. <laughs> yes. Say hi. Come yes, on. Yes. Uh, we are from now on rockers, rappers, and country artists uh, involved in every uh, interview. Yeah,
1: yeah. What are we doing?
2: And uh, the Jets, which uh, I like to test what's going on at WFAN when I come in in the morning. I go to uh, JJ after Doc and uh, Flegelman, his producer, I'll say, "What's uh, wh-? This is producer talk, Jerry. I'll go like this. What's hot on the phone lines? <laughs> Shut up. I'll go, what's hot? What What's the hot takes? Right. No one's interested in talking about the Jets this morning. Because they won. Because they won.
1: Right. That, see, everybody that sits there and talks about how um, when a team's not good – all of a sudden, we got nothing to talk about. That actually couldn't be more opposite. Yeah. The worse a team is, or as underachieving a team is, the more you want to talk about them. We don't talk about the Yankees a lot during the season. Why?
2: Because they're winners. Because they're
1: always good. We talk about the Mets because the Mets are perennially... Oh, I can't speak. I perennially. How do, you ever, how do you say that word, Eddie?
2: Perennial winners. Losers.
1: No, it's a longer word with the Perennially. Y. Thank perennially. you. Perennially. What he said... Every year, the Yankees win, and every year, the Mets are bad, so we talk a lot about the Mets. We're going to talk a lot about the Giants and Pat Shermer, who, oh, so far, I mean, enough with this guy in just five weeks. I feel like we got the same guy from last year. Yeah. We're going to talk a lot about him.
2: He's a better-looking, more coachy-looking guy than Ben McAdoo. Yes. But he's in similar.
1: Shame. Yes. And yeah. how about these penalties? This is a disciplined team.
2: A lot of penalties, Jerry. Oh, my God. But they'll also, I know the Giants fans today, the phone calls we'll get will be about.
1: There were bad ones called.
2: Bad penalties called on the Giants.
1: Absolutely, there were bad penalties called against them.
2: Yes. And that their defense let them down.
1: When you have B.W. Webb getting called for, I also thought, a bad penalty, you can't go scream in the face of the official and lose your mind. It's stuff like that that does not play well.
2: B.W. Webb, you say?
1: So you were really glued yesterday? I, w- I was glued yesterday.
2: <laughs> How about this What I didn't know? Interesting to note, the Giants have two receivers named Shepherd. Okay. What are the chances of that?
1: Well, if you look in the – well, there that has happened many times.
2: There's Sterling Shepherd. There's a lot of Smiths out there. Well, that's a f- famous <laughs> last name. When you need a generic person, you go, and then like a guy like John Smith, well, you use Smith. <laughs> that's true. You wouldn't go Shepherd. Williams. Williams, another that's one. A, Jones. Yes. Keeping up with the Joneses. You don't go keeping up with the Shepherds. Dukes
1: apparently is a big name because you're big finding name. t-shirts all over the internet.
2: Well, that's a uh, team's name, the Dukes. Oh, whatever. That's how what it is. How many of them did you order this weekend? A number of them. <laughs> and then uh, how about uh, Mason Crosby? He's Wow. The kicker for the Packers, he missed five kicks.
1: Yeah, four field goals and an extra point. That's embarrassing. The kicking was weird yesterday because you had Graham Gano kick a 63-yarder. You had Mason Crosby miss almost every kick he attempted. Dan Bailey missed a 28-yarder. The kid in Cleveland who kicked the game-winner missed a potential game-winner at the end of the fourth quarter. The kicking is weird because guys can kick it from the moon, and yet they can just miss and miss and miss.
2: I was hoping uh, the Browns would get another tie. (laughs) That would have been awesome.
1: What do you think? I don't know this. What do you think the record for ties in a season is? Two. You think that's the that would have tied the record?
2: That's my guess. Elias Sports Bureau. Just Google it. I, I will Google, Google it, it when I'm I just done here. Of it,
1: so maybe later.
2: And uh, all four rookie quarterbacks won this. I game. don't care. I don't care. I for care that stat. about that. Here's, why, stat, I thought it was here's interesting. why that
1: stat is ridiculous. Okay. The rookie quarterback in Buffalo stunk to high heaven yesterday. He was horrendous. Winner. They won in spite of him. And while Sam Darnold made a couple of nice plays, they won because of the running game. So the stupid stat.
2: He threw three touchdowns, Stupid though.
1: stat. But they won because of the running They ran for 323 yards. They ran, They won because of that.
2: That company with the butt wipes have got to be so excited that they signed <laughs> Boy Crowell. Crowell. Someday, huh? And then he just goes out there. What did he run for? 219. Yeah,
1: 219. Had that 76-yarder or the 77-yarder, and then the pass play to Robbie Anderson. A like, number of quickly. good ones. Yeah, it was really something. It's a Jets town. That was the most anticipated home game in Jets history. Oh, you heard in that? history, yes. That's yes. I mean. Maybe this week will be the next best.
2: And now game. they play the Colts at home, right? They should win again. They should win again. The Colts aren't good. They should be 3 and 3. Here we go. Jet town, baby. And the Giants play. Oh, Giants, like a short week, Jerry. They Thursday. They play the
1: Eagles on Thursday night. Yeah. Jerry,
2: we've got so many tickets today. for on the, Not on this warm up. Good show. luck.
1: You're going to have a very angry Al by 9 o'clock.
2: <laughs> we've got <laughs> Yankee like Red Sox tickets in the right. 8 and 9 o'clock hour. Yes. We have Giants turning point in the 9 o'clock hour for Giants Eagles. I wonder what that was. And John Kugel Mellencamp. Is he coming in? At the 6.35 break. He is not coming in. Oh, so we'll in. just play a song. We'll give away tickets. That's right. We have to
1: take a break. Uh, when we come back, Boomer and Geo at the top on the fence. It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on the warm up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. The superheroes. Of building products. Hey, welcome back. And in a couple minutes to the top, we've got Game 3, Yankees and Red Sox tonight on the fan at 7 o'clock. Giants lost. Heartbreaking fashion. The Jets won. What you got? Now,
2: know what team disappointed me most yesterday, Jerry? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Gave you nothing. No, I really thought. The Chiefs thought, just
1: destroyed them. Yeah.
2: I thought this was, I was like, all right, the Chiefs. This will be one team that they can't roll over on.
1: How about the fact that Blake Bortles, after he threw for whatever the few hundred yards against the Jets and played well against the Patriots, his last couple of games have been
2: awful. Yeah, Boomer on his uh, NFL Today was saying every other game is a good game for him. I guess him.
1: so, yeah. Because he was he was bad yesterday. He was picked off, what, four or five times? Although, like
2: that? yeah, really, it was the Jackson, I mean, the uh, Kansas City defense that did it. Yes. Not uh, Patrick Mahomes.
1: No, but they still. This this is another classic Chiefs game, though. It's twenty to nothing before you turn the TV on. It's like they're playing downhill every week. So.
2: Yeah, but then they don't like keep it up after the second half,
1: Jerry. Right, but there was no swing on and driven a deep left center.
3: Okay, picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.